Stuff right, oh, great stuff. Oh, right. it's nice and soft. You'll have to eat her on it. What? Oh, it's lovely. I can feel it. Is that? Is, oh, it's coming out of the kitchen. <laughs> oh, oh, here we are. Get in there. Oh, Come by the stove, nice. man. Get settled that down. It's toasty. Oh, oh, me, that were hard with that. Better. Wow, I mean, I've never seen you throw a dolphin back in that easily before. Oh, well, I don't, I've been practicing it. It's just, you've got to do it. You've got to stand up to him. Jeez, I'm not having any more shit like last summer. I'm not having it. <laughs> I know, little bastards <laughs> coming on our island. Fucking about the like that. that get me, you know, fucking squirmy noses all over me. I don't like them. I hear stories about dolphins, don't you? Exactly. We're on about it last week, the bloody blowholes and all that sort of stuff. The Jesus. randy little salts. <laughs> Rapey. That's oh, naughty bastards. Saying that, do you remember that one in, um, in someone got arrested in what's that big pool park in Disney or Waterworld? Oh, yeah, well, I don't know. I, Waterworld, let's call it Waterworld. Waterworld, yeah. one of the big parks, but he was like wanking a dolphin off. <laughs> <laughs> got caught. Really? Yeah, it's a true story. He got caught wanking a dolphin. Wow. <laughs> He's been a really, look how like, dolphin loves him. He's got hold of the dolphin's cock. <laughs> Wow, but there was a whole story, wasn't there, about a woman? The, the, do you see the um, psychological, physiological experiments they did between a woman and a dolphin? What do you mean? Oh, we'll, 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 we might have to cover it at one point, but basically what they did... Humpy Humpy? Yeah. Oh, no, that's worse <laughs> than the tentacles in Japanese ladies. You, are, you remind me later, we'll cover that. But, oh, for, now, but yeah. for now, we need to introduce ourselves once again right. to, our, to our friends out there in the, in the warm, dry world outside of Kraken Cove. I'm Benny. I'm Matt. So welcome to the lighthouse. Here yeah. we are. It's a, what sort of night is it out there, mate? It's just pissing it down. It's, it's dropping dark as we speak. The light's on, shining away, and it's just howling. So out you could there. see oh, the howling. Just pissing it down. So you could see the light going out across the you bay. Can, okay. You can see it through the rain. You know what I mean? The woof, is it picking woof. out Randy dolphins? It is. They're out there still all <laughs> picking away at me. Fucking it, but they're not there when it goes. Oh, don't This is the thing. They get such a good, good bloody press to dolphins. Everybody loves dolphins. Wankers, aren't they? Absolute wankers. But anyway, I mean, not going to let them ruin our day. They, no, they can't get in the it. kitchen. End of the day, I'm causing kitchen. Coats off, boots off. Oh, that's I'm good, warm. You get Bit your toasty. Yeah. Get yourself a hot, hot drink there. Yeah, that's yeah, nice. got me tea. got me tea. Oh, that's, that's, that. that. that's all we need is that. Yeah. Well, the good thing is I've been in here doing fuck all while you've been out there wrestling dolphins. <laughs> you've done nothing. No, well, I have been busy. Yeah. But, but you know, I've I been... I thought you were casting it out. Well, I have. It's been casting out. I've been going through papers. <laughs> um, the light itself has been picking out some little details up in the sky. Nice. And things like this. Well, this is what I need, though. I need some news. Well, this is what you need. You need a little bit of news, cosy news to sort you out now. Coffee bean fine. What little tidbits, what little meaty right. morsels have you got for me? So, what we've got today, we've got a lovely story by Jane Lavender of the Daily Mirror, right? And it's Barbie of Bradford now paints her whole body blue. <laughs> And she wants to be dyed permanently. Oh my God! Has she turned from Cindy into a Smurf or something? What's going on? Well, she uh, she says her name is Luchrai. 
Lee, which of course it's not. She's probably called Cheryl. So we'll call it Lahiley. You can. It's Cheryl, right? And she hasn't been outside for four years and dreams of beating her agoraphobia. She says painting herself blue helps her feel more confident. Whoa. So Lord Riley only feels comfortable <laughs> when she covers herself in blue paint. And when she was found for this, she was found a sort of like she was dubbed the Barbie of Bradford, right? And she lives in her little tiny houseboat, and she doesn't mm-hmm. even open the window to look out. So she lives in her houseboat on a canal, oh, and no. she paints herself blue, oh. and she says it makes herself look more comfortable or confident. So she explained, "I've always wanted." To have blue skin. Whenever I'd watch films or show or see a game with a blue character, I just think it looked beautiful. Well, that's one person who's going to watch Avatar too. <laughs> you know, right, Cameron? What this is You've all got... about, in it. Let's face it. <laughs> when I'm blue, I just feel like myself. I really don't feel like I belong anywhere, even in this body. And being blue is the most I feel like I belong somewhere and belong in this body. How she pay her rent though? How she go to shops? She can't. She just literally doesn't go out. How she I think food? what she does is she 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 gets a I don't know. She gets a social. Yeah, she gets a check yeah, or anything like that. I think she's got a boyfriend. And um, she um, she's, she says here though that her inspirations um, her inspirations is Diva from the film Fifth Element, which I haven't seen that, and Zora from the video game The Legend of Zelda. So you know. Play that game. I can't remember a fucking Zara in it. Hmm? And she says here, actually, she manages to keep the cost of her unique style to a minimum by using the cheapest good makeup she can find, which works out about ten quid a month. Oh, that is cheap. Oh, that's it. Whole body blue. Well, it's funny. She oh, look at this. The nail artist now sells her press-on nail and clothing designs online, working from a brightly coloured canal boat where she lives with her boyfriend of eleven years. Nathan. Well, he's an understanding chap. Well, I think he is. I think he's. A, but I mean, to be fair, she's actually she's she's uh, she's not on the social. Yeah, that's cool. She's then. selling yeah, her own thing. He's, and he's going, going to shops for her. That makes more. Yeah, she's sense, off to girl. he's off to shops. Have we got? Did you get a picture of her? Yeah, I've got a picture of him. You'd like to see her? You know what I mean? But she's got five thousand followers on Instagram as well. And um, <laughs> we'll, we'll later on we'll pop a picture. I've got a little picture. I'm going to show show show. Oh <laughs> wow! Where's her boyfriend? Oh Jesus! <laughs> So, so it looks like he goes through a bit of makeup and yeah, all. Yeah, I bet it's more than ten quid. What well, rackish beard? It looks <coughs> a bit like some like a kiss or oh, oh, it looks the, mental. Yeah, it's just it looks mental. Well, she. I'll, I'll give you a quick description. She's covered in stick-on jewels, and um, and blue makeup and loads of frothy little outfits and stuff. So she's basically living in a mad fantasy world. Yeah, in yeah. a canal boat. And he's letting her. He and must he's have a good her. job. Jesus. I, well, he's in IT. Oh. Let's face it. Uh, well, I, I, I don't know if he is or not. He <laughs> be will be. Yeah. I mean, she says it makes her look feel more confident than being blue. But she's been doing it for four years and she's not been outside. So that's not very confident, then, is it? Yeah, yeah. In helping matters, is it? You know what I mean? You <laughs> stop going. And out. I don't, I don't want to generalise with things. I, I, I say let, live and let live. Where does Barbie come from? Barbie in blue. Why are they calling it? Oh, what do they call it? People of Bradford. Um, Barbie of Bradford. Yeah, that's Barbie a problem. Barbie of Bradford. But, but that's not, that's no good, is it? Uh, wrong colour completely. Yeah. The Smurf. The Smurf of, of Skipton. Yeah. That's why she needs Smurfette of Skipton. <laughs> the Smurf. Yeah. She needs to move her canal boat up the bloody canal up to Skippers, and she could be the. Smurf of Skipton. Yeah, it'd be a lot better. That'd be a lot yeah, better yeah. there, you know. Suitable. And he could grow a big beard, couldn't he? <laughs> he could and be just... like Papa Smurf. 
I think we've sorted them out there. We've sorted the problem of these people out. Yeah, easy. So there you go. I hopefully they happen to listen to this. <laughs> if you tune into this, um, have a wash and pop yeah. down to shops yourself. Get, <laughs> yeah. get yourself get down a little, a bit more. Get out, but, uh, but good for you for having your business and doing your own <laughs> thing. I think you're doing all right there. There's issues. Uh-huh. It's not just all about going down the going down little. Well, slipping in dog shit and no. <laughs> getting mugged. <clears throat> You've got things that you see. They've got creatures out there which are sometimes a little bit vicious and stuff. Well, fucking dolphins. Not dolphins, yeah, yeah. Dry on there. To be honest, dolphins are nothing compared to creatures that were in the prehistoric past. All right. You yeah. know, I saw something right. It's a little bit of an older story. This one. This is coming from Life magazine, and it's by um, Josh Gabatis. And it's, oh. it's meet the vampire ant from hell. Oh, what? <laughs> With huge jaws and a metal horn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to think of that. <laughs> On his head, then? I believe so, yeah. <laughs> vampire ant. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Is it them or something like that that's a, an oh. old B-movie? I've never seen it. it was, I think it was Phase 5, was it? The could be, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, th- them, I think, was yeah. a, In fact, them was a, was a B-movie about giant ants, wasn't it? And that was the... Was that not the first band of Van Morrison was called them after that? What? I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> He's not the size of an ant, though, Van Morrison. But, um, you know, if, if any of our new listeners know the answer to this, yeah, whether this is touch, true, yeah, yeah, uh, we're at uh, podcast at gmail.com, uh-huh. um, so give us a little buzz. Any Twitters and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, just have a little look at Crack and Cove. We generally sort of like cover most of the bases. At the end of the show, we do have a little tag telling us how you can... Just search. send me the DVD as well if you really want to. Yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and nice. the Van Morrison album. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this newly discovered species of prehistoric hell ant, that's a species, is a hell ant, Christ. had anatomy that lived up to its demonic name, including a lethal feeding apparatus, genuinely reinforced with metal. Ooh, how can, can you imagine? imagine? Can you, you can't grow metal. You can. Can you? you can. Well, we've got tons of iron in our body. Yeah. Do, you know, do you know one of the one of the things is like people do look up on the internet is how you can get iron from your body wow. and how much iron you do to sort of like build a sword or something like that. How many humans? Jesus, there's enough. Well, yeah. I've heard you're a penny or a nickel or something like that before. Yeah. If, you, if you suck us right down to so just a well, you could argue that's how we we are um, influenced by magnetism of any kind, yeah, right, water yeah. and metal within yeah. our systems. Moon. Yeah. We are all stardust, my yeah, friend. Yeah, I know. I love yeah. all that. That's yeah. just fucking We're bizarre. also dog shit, if you think about it. Are well. <laughs> 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 we? Well, there'll be a bit of dog shit in as There's well. There's flaws, yeah. Some recycled dog shit. It's yeah. like gone round a few times. It's like drinking water. Too. I always thought that about London, when people used to say, like, uh, uh, you know, you've always guaranteed to drink the Queen's piss at some time. Oh. And I just, all I, when I was a kid, I'll just imagine was this, this, this tap that came out of her <laughs> toilet and just drank out of her. That's another thing. Let's get back to hell ants. Yeah. Um, so instead of like, uh, hell ants are an extinct lineage from the Cretaceous period. And instead of regular mouth parts, which are pincers that come in from the sides, yeah. Going, tuck, 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 tuck. Yeah, yeah. you can't see that, but you can imagine. Um, they've got upward facing blades. Oh, so what? if you imagine like jaws like ours, yeah, yeah. right? But imagine them sort of basically the size of like, like a digger. How uh, big were the ants? 
Oh, another ant size ant. Oh, fuck me. That mean equivalent to us? On <laughs> <laughs> the size of an actual digger. I got it wrong. I've got millions of ants. A big swarm of digger yeah, size Yeah, it'd be like, what's a Starship Trooper? <laughs> oh, yeah. They're a bit like that, but it, it comes from below. All right. So you've got like a proper digger jaw kind of thing as opposed yeah, to science yeah, pieces. Yeah, yeah. But they're partially made of metal. So, um, how the, the, the no living species have nowadays have such sort of like uh, facial anatomy. However, the hairs around the hell ant's mouth are reminiscent of hairs on modern trap jaw ants that cause the mouth to snap shut when triggered. So it's a trap. Uh, oh, what? So it'll just have you with these metal jaws. And I just think to myself, and it was found in a 98 million year old piece of amber. I mean, just think how fucking hard these things yeah, were yeah, with yeah. metal mouths and, and things. Fucking little metal horn and that. Metal, metal horn, metal mouths and things well, like this. You've you read Papillon, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Pa- Papillon. Papillon. Well, <laughs> Papillon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah. That bit where the... I think the, I, I think it's one of the trustees he's getting a, he's a pain in the arse and he's yeah. being a pain in the arse and he's getting a bit dangerous and some of the other prisoners get him and they tie him to where uh, is it fire ants oh the, the, the time to a thing and just leave him there just to get and it disturbed the yeah, shit yeah, out of me and that. that's something that's about now you think what the hell are those little metal mouth monsters gonna do or just rip lumps off you they just rip lumps off you oh tiny little lumps you know what I mean <laughs> well that's the thing you just bit them at the time oh no but this is the thing that kind of led me on to this little next story which was we always think, you say the dinosaur period, you think, oh, well, we're on about, um, you know, these giant things lumbering about eating yeah. each other. All the action, it seems, was going on in miniature. All the right. real gear that was actually kicking off, right, it was in tiny. So there's a tiny predator, among others, existed alongside the giant dinosaurs. And this is a story by Lars Schmitz and Jingmai Kathleen O'Connor from The Conversation. Yeah. All right. And... Um, so in 2016, Zing Leader, who's a Chinese person there, um, um, and held in for a band or something. Yeah, Zing Leader's good. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Held up a small piece of amber, right? And uh, as the sunlight shone through the ancient resin, Leader saw the outline of a pristinely preserved, amazingly small skull. Right? Oh. There was a prominent eye socket, a dome-shaped crown of the head, long tapering snout, and even small teeth. Right? Oh. And it was bird-like. Ooh. And teeth, but, but it was yeah, yeah. But it was bird-like, but in an ancient, strange and ancient way. The amber contains a skull of ocular deventis cungrei, I think it's called, and it's a newly described dinosaur, one of the smallest ever discovered. Oh. Its tiny stature is forcing paleontologists to rethink the lower limits of the body size in birds. And this is a hundred million year old oh, fossil, wow. which is about the same time. That the um, the hell ant was about. Yeah. Oh, cool! So you've got this yeah. mad dinosaur movie, but it's just so small you can't see. That's it. You know, but I mean, we're, we're all thinking like, oh, dinosaurs eventually shrunk to these bird-like creatures. Well, actually, small bird-like dinosaurs yeah. were already there, yeah. fighting in lumps among themselves. So the, the dinosaurs were a freak, really, because that's the only one that grew big. Yeah, it was kind of like. Well, small to bit small. Well, this is it. But at the same time, like two hundred million years ago, right? There was the Archaeopteryx kicking about, which is like a, the bird-like dinosaur with beak and teeth. Yeah. Uh, and that everyone goes, "Oh, well, that's a bird." Well, no, it wasn't. It was a dinosaur. It's got a lovely smile. It's got a lovely smile. Yeah. How does it, how does it keep them clean? You know what I mean, <laughs> the little dinosaurs. <laughs> but the obvious curious curiosity of this particular thing. Right, this dinosaur, right, is uh, it rivaled the smallest birds living today. And it was the smallest one, is a bee hummingbird, right? And this bird itself 
is likely to be no more than 1.6 inches Whoa. from beak to tail. Oh my god. So that's that tiny. Is this is this is a fucking, tiny sort of. I thought it'd be like a hummingbird or something. Well, that's like the that, thing. Yeah. But hummingbirds are that small yeah, sometimes. Yeah. You know, the bee hummingbird's that big. So it's basically um, nowhere near as heavy, but it's about the size of a fun sized Mars bar, <laughs> I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a tiny predator. All right. So it was oh, it was a killer. Yeah, it was yeah. a killer of its size. But because everything was so kind of full on and metal at the time, yeah, including yeah. the fire ants' beak or whatever it was, these things, they needed everything were tough and had beaks and fangs and teeth and everything. We're knocking lumps out of each other. One of my favourite things in the world is the uh, beginning of Blue Velvet, you know, Lynch movie. Oh, and it's yeah. just coming in down from space and it's the green lawns and picket fences and it just sinks slowly more into grass and then it's just. It, Horrible snapping carnage while insects yeah. fucking creeping. Writhing mass of horror going on in the lawns of that, our world. That's yeah. it. That is just nature, isn't it? We're just kicking yeah, the red shit out of each Red other. in tooth and claw. Uh, yeah. Ooh, that's oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, this is the sort of thing. So I think this is, a, this is the thing that's amazing about this particular thing. And I, I'm amazed at that. And I just think, you know, we all... And, but one of the weird things about this this particular bird is it's it's... Goes back to what we were talking about the hero shrew the other day. Oh, yeah. The skeleton's a tough skeleton. Yeah, all right. So you know yeah. And it doesn't have the hole that you know. A lot of creatures have the hole in the middle of its forehead to allow the light sensor that was once there. Oh no! Do you know the third eye? Yeah, yeah. Well, Everybody right has it. Yeah. There's, it's like it's an area in the middle of the head for a lot of creatures, a lot of reptiles particularly. Um, where it wasn't a light receptor was once there at oh the early God. stages of development. And they can still sense light through it. So you really, if you, you know, a long time ago, you could bind the eyes up and it could tell you. If, could, if, it will... if you look at a lot of lizards, there's a lot of lizards still have um, um, a rudimentary third eye in the middle of the forehead. And that's what they say about us. Even us, mm-hmm. we we still have that kind of the uh, uh, is it the amygdala? I don't know the, the reptile part of our. Yeah, the think yeah. it does link to the frontal area yeah. to be part of that third eye malarkey. God. I don't know if it's true or not. That well, way, you I know, know when they do actually open it up and drill into their own heads to release. Trapanning. It's called. <laughs> Trapanning is that, yeah. yeah, it is. They, they, they say that if you trapan your own head or you have somebody trapan it, mm. you can have this permanent released hide, don't you? Oh my god, yeah, you you just, see, oh, you just retard it. If you careful, you obviously, know. if you went out with a black and decker or something, yeah, yeah. but if you these are, you can buy online a trapanning set Jesus. and it's like a little sort of like a little, like a little sort of like round. Was it from Dr. Dahmer or something? <laughs> yeah, I know that's it. The other thing he's, he goes, like, he, he, he says this with a spoon. <laughs> Straight in it. <laughs> so I just thought these were particularly interesting little sort of like oh, little creatures from the start. Especially yeah. like bouncing off that shrew. Yeah, so we've got the idea of like a little armoured bird and we've got ourselves a sort of like steel pronged sort of like man. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, it, I think it makes us look a little bit more uh, favourably on our dolphin friends. Yeah, yeah. All they want to do is fucking play. Yeah, and carry on, don't they? Yeah. Maybe right about that. They're just be going soft or something. Yeah, they're just they're arsing about. It's like kids on the street, you know, we should be a little bit more kind of kind to them. Yeah. And, uh, it's because, in his nature. What did you say? That tooth and claw? Yeah, all red in tooth and claw. Either. It's true, isn't it? That's all of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. You talk about creatures and things. Now we've talked about insects, we talk about birds and things now. Now I'm going to talk about a wasp, oh. but a different wasp. It's a wasp that's here now. I fucking don't like wasps. 
go on. I like bees, love bees, wasps. Well, this is different. This is Wasp 76B. Oh. And it's the exotic inferno planet where it rains iron. What the fuck? Yeah, it's fucking another metal insect. <laughs> but it's not, it's a planet called Wasp. Alright. So, yeah. I fired our beam up. I looked <laughs> into the star. Up, straight up, straight up, straight up, straight up, And I looked and I saw a copy of the BBC website. Bouncing off a satellite. And it's by the science correspondent Jonathan Amos. And I find it's really sort of like bizarre. Also, planet called, what are it again? Wasp. Wasp 76B. Oh, that's such a yeah. sci-fi name. I love now, it. Does, that's exactly what it says here. It says it sounds like a science fiction movie, but this is the nature of some of the extreme worlds we're now discovering. Wasp 76B, as it's known, orbits so close to its host star, its dayside temperature exceeds 2,400 centigrade, Ooh. which is hot enough to vaporise metal. Oh, what? So the air is metal. Oh, Jesus. Mist, metal God. mist. Oh. So, so, but the planet's night side, on the other side, right, on the other hand, right, it's 1,000 degrees cooler. So when, it's, so when it turns to night on the other side, the metal mist condenses and oh. falls as... Super hot rain, metal. liquid metal rain. Oh, that's red fucking hot. Yeah. Oh, it's just melting. Can you no, you can't. It's just you think you know it sounds stupid, but you know just all that metal that it, the the planet would just like fall. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? It's a wet density. Just like can you imagine noise on your oh, roof? Oh, Jesus. Oh, can you imagine noise on top of a bloody lighthouse that rattling down? That's fucking hell, man. You couldn't handle it. Rain it in. <laughs> Now, I know there's a they did a lot of experiments like hundreds of years ago and they're absolutely fucking bob on they got it right because of all the science and that but obviously with the telescope how the fuck do they know that it's metal on there that's doing it I don't know I, I, I think there's something right. about what the, the, the pick I think the fire stuff at them don't they now it's radio telescopes it's right, all like beams yeah. coming in and beams going back or whatever cool. and I think they find I think different it's beams coming back. If it's yeah, I think it is. They can find them. Yeah, then they, yeah. then they, there's some way of working out where the heat is, and then they work out where the star is, and how close it is. And they do, I mean, it's incredible. I mean, I couldn't figure out, you know, from like the 1970s when they, they, they were getting these slingshot satellites going out into yeah, the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And they had to say, right, well, we'll send this satellite to there. And then in four years' time, it'll swing just close enough by this other planet to wing <laughs> that back out. They can yeah. do all these things. Yeah, but then, now, yeah, what, the, yeah. the science of it is, is way beyond what we're capable of. It is, It's suddenly yeah. like gone turbo over the last 10 yeah. years, hasn't it? So let's see what it says here. I think it's going to give us a few bit of information. So we've got a bit of information here from Dr. David Ernreich from, <laughs> from the University of Geneva. <laughs> yeah. oh. Imagine instead of a drizzle of water droplets, you have iron droplets splashing <laughs> down, he told BBC News. <laughs> The Swiss researcher and colleagues have just published their findings on this strange place in the Journal of Nature, right? So the team describes how it used the new espresso instrument. So they're using a coffee machine? Oh, oh, well, at least fucking it's scientific. Hell. <laughs> I thought they were using sort of online telescopes and computers and stuff. I think this is bullshit. I think what they're doing is just drinking loads of coffee. <laughs> yeah, it's screaming caffeine yeah. eyes. And, 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 and where, this, where the espresso instrument is based is at the European Southern Observatories. Very large telescope in Chile. <laughs> have they thought long and hard about that bloody name? Didn't I they? have heard of that one. No, I'm coming. He sounds a bit. Do you know if I ever, if I ever um, w- 
won the lottery and got enough money, I'd build next to it the very, very large telescope. <laughs> yeah. That would really piss him off, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> and it's only 640 light years from us, is Wasp 76B. So that's. Why too... Wasp? Why they called it that? Because normally it's just a number, isn't it? I don't know what's happening, you know. Another planet's interesting feature is that it always presents the same face to the star. Oh. So it's cooking constantly yeah, that side. Yeah. Um, and it's called being tidally locked. That's Ooh. a weird thing, isn't it? That's a weird thing. And, oh, the Earth's moon does exactly the same thing. About to say, yeah, yeah, if you think thing. about it, you know, you actually look at it, it's just so freaking odd that it yeah. behaves that way and it's just perfect for life on Earth. And he, but you just think, that is perfect again, isn't it? You know, it's, yeah. it's a phenomenon that doesn't happen everywhere, but it, it does happen in just our moon. There's, just, a, there's just wasp, yeah. yeah, wasp seventy six B. It's happening <laughs> there, man. You know, that's absolutely bizarre. So I thought that was that was absolutely something else. Was that the idea of a place that rains iron? Oh, that's I mean, that's the most metal in it. It's the most metal it. thing on yeah. the planet. I think that's amazing. It's not the hardest place in the solar system. <laughs> no, because there's an ancient black hole, right, as heavy as a billion suns, and it's pointed right at us. Whoa. And the blazer. It's called a blazer. A blazer. It's a blazer. <laughs> and it's powered by an extremely bright black hole that can blast a hole through galaxies. Jesus. And doing it really smartly because yeah. it's wearing a blazer. A blazer, <laughs> right? Yeah. And it's this by from Vice magazine by Becky Ferreira. Right, and scientists have discovered the oldest and most distant blazar, a supermassive black hole that spews out mind boggling amounts of light at the edge of space wow. and time. So it spews out why they were a black hole. <laughs> well, the object is nearly 13 billion years old. It is a black hole, it is a black uh, hole. They're spewing yeah. out light, did they? Yeah. they normally do that, did they? Well, I, I didn't think they did, yeah. but it turns out a blazar does. It says, um, the object is nearly 13 billion years old, but scientists were able to detect it because it is so radio loud. Oh. Meaning it's incredibly new, luminous, even from afar, because it's spitting out all this shit, man. Oh, that's cool. So the um, so the blazer are, are a special class of active galactic nuclei, known as AGNs, mm -hmm. which are galactic centres defined by supermassive black holes that feed on large volumes of infalling gas, dust and stars. Yeah. So suck tons of shit in, right? And as this material falls into the black hole, it becomes extremely hot and energetic, Sparking the release of luminous jets of matter and radiation that travel close to the speed of light. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's going to be a pretty show. Can you imagine? <laughs> this transformation to an AGN, the active galactic nuclei, right? And it can create explosive beams that are forceful enough to punch holes clear through galaxy clusters. Oh, so this is, you know, like when you see like the Death Star or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, This is a giant, mega-sized one. <laughs> it's not just a, a thing that can kill planets. This can kill galaxies. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? The scale of it. And apparently just... it's pointing towards us. <laughs> is, is it just literally, does it move or does it just get bigger and suck more in? You know, you know I, well, I don't know. Let's have a little look. So in order to be considered a blazer, the jets from these objects have to be pointing directly at us. Mm. As a result, they are among the brightest objects in the sky, so you can see them. You Check. Know? We've got that one. We? Yeah, <laughs> I suppose thirteen million miles, thirteen billion miles away, or thirteen billion light years away. That's it, fair. Yeah. Uh, and that's it, it's, we can see it. 
we can hear it, yeah, yeah. but it can't knack us, yeah. which is the most important thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> the combined observations enable the team to estimate that the supermassive black hole at the heart of this galaxy, or this area, is about a billion times more massive than our sun. Wow. And by comparison, the supermassive black hole at the centre of our Milky Way is puny. Only, <laughs> only four million times the mass of our Well, fuck I'm piss, to be quite I'm, honest. I'm black holes are all right. I'll tell you Doing something. A grand job. I think if our little black hole met their supermassive black exactly. hole, I think he'd knack it. <laughs> I think he'd do it in myself. Oh. All these flashing lights and shit. Cheeky bastards. <laughs> Let's see how it I think come over here. 30 billion light years. You come over here and you bring your fucking beef with you, mate. And I think we're bloody giving a good paggery. I think. Cheeky bastard. With golden great stone, I never will play while over no more. And it's no, nay, never. No, never, no more Will I play the wild more No, never, no more After that bit of excitement of so like uh, space places yeah, and stuff right. like that, I'll, I'll I in space, that. yeah, really I enjoy too. But I, um, I'm, we're going to come back down to Earth to something that's really quite close to my heart, right? And it's it's gravity hills. Do you know what a gravity hill is? Well, you can go a bit like that one in fucking Scotland or somewhere. Yeah, it, man. And I don't know why it's the wrong name. It's more like electric blue, electric. Oh no, there was something about that. I remember the name actually. You know, it's like. So I, we'll go through this. There's another one in, in America and all in there somewhere. They're all over. Ah, oh, they're right. all over the place. This is what gets me. When I were a kid, right on TV, the staple of things like this that you saw there was Men in Baths in Beans. We're covering beans, right? The <laughs> yeah, bean yeah. bath. Yeah. That were a big thing back in the seventies. <laughs> Massive, yeah. Massive thing. You couldn't move yeah. for that. Tis walls are fucking. Tis walls. Yeah, gunk and things like that. There was people in Blue Peter. Uh, we're always either climbing up Mel- Nelson's column or they're going out in the middle of nowhere and finding what is known as a gra- gravity hill. Oh, where oh, what they do is they go and say, Look at this strange hill and they pour a glass of water and the glass of water would the water would trickle upwards. Oh fucking love. And it in because uh, I thought some of them are an optical illusion where it looks it. But this is, I, I haven't actually heard of a I thought it were literally um a phenomenon where it's um, you've seen it wrong. Well, you're saying this is actually physically well, fucking this happening. is the thing let's have a little look let's have a look into this this is from ancientorigins.net which is actually a pretty good resource uh, I like it you know what I mean and it's uh, Gravity Hills the mystery and confusion rises which I quite like it. So, so this is by Wu Mingren right, so Wu Mingren let's not let's not <laughs> from all over the world these people mate <laughs> so <laughs> I say, oh, well, I should have said that when you said who, I should have said who. Yeah. <laughs> we could do that again. Yeah. Like, the months passed. <laughs> but gravity hills are a type of slope where things seem to move against gravity on their own accord. For instance, if water is poured onto the surface of the hill, it would seem to move upwards instead of in the opposite direction, as one might expect it to. Wow. Right. So gravity hills are also known as magnetic hills, or my favourite term, Mystery Hills. Oh, yeah. I like yeah, a Mystery, mystery Hill. <laughs> and all three names say a little something about the attempts made to explain the strange phenomena. So gravity hills occur in many parts of the world, with many being recorded in the United States. As these hills apparently defy the laws of nature, they have become 
tourist attractions. Cool. You know? But, um, so, they seem to sort of like defy physics. They defy loads of different sort of things like this. And But, I think they've been studied as well. Yeah. What's your things on these things? Because you saw yeah. them as a kid. What were your, what's your opinion of these? Well, again, I thought it was literally something to do with it or just um, a phenomenon of where you're seeing an optical illusion. I didn't think it were actually doing anything. I can't remember it on TV. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, can you just, might be a bit young for that. Yeah, yeah. Just a couple of years. I just didn't get it. Or oh, just like fucking yeah. <laughs> chewing well, on a well, loose guy walker and smoking corn. I don't know. But this is, I remember seeing and being amazed. And then Suddenly it was in the news saying everybody says, no, it's just an optical illusion. Everyone walked away. And I thought, oh, that's fine. But then it occurred to me not that long ago, I thought, Wither. <laughs> yeah, but it's easy for us all to say, oh, it's yeah. an optical illusion and go away. Yeah, that's yeah. like flipping men in black turning around saying, and saying oh, it was Venus low in the sky. Yeah, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Weather balloon. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't have to take, we don't need to do looking at it ourselves. We need science to study these things. We need us to study these I things. Like that. I like that. local. Give me a local. I don't think we, we haven't got a local one. A lot of them are in America, but we have got ones in Scotland. So what we need to do is if we ever sort of like go, yeah, go yeah. bored on our holidays. Um, obviously, you know we have to take time away from the lighthouse occasionally. Yeah, yeah. You know, but um, if we do, we have to do a little field trip to a oh, gravity hill find that. one. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. So what you're saying here is like sort of like uh, there's numerous explanations have been suggested to account for the existence of these hills. Sometimes they're named in you know reflecting the names. So the name Gravity Hill, for instance, suggests that the gravitational pull of such hills is uneven, yeah, i.e., yeah. the force at the bottom is weaker than that higher up, therefore causing objects to move up its slope. It is true that gravity is not uniform everywhere on Earth. It makes sense. Yeah, of course yeah. it does. It's like, you know, it's in the rocks, isn't it? So, uh, for instance, areas close to the Earth's equator experience a slightly weaker gravitational pull than those situated farther away from it. Nevertheless, it has also been pointed out there are no known areas where it has been scientifically proven that gravity does not act the way it's supposed to act. Yeah, now, that's yeah. science saying yeah, that. Again, which is just such a, yeah, yeah. a carpet, you know, they could find something next week and it just shatters yeah. that, doesn't it? So, the alternative to that, you see, is that some have been uh, turned to the supernatural in order to find the explanation for the occurrence of gravity hills. For example, there's one in Lake Wales, Florida, where a local legend claims there had once been a great battle between a giant alligator and a Native American chief. Cool. A lake was formed at the site by the ghosts of one of them. Don't know which. Yeah. Which is said to be the cause of the gravity hill. But that means it's, it's so old and so recognised as a weird place. It was yeah, in yeah. the Native Americans. Yeah, sort of, it's their legend. legend. Yeah, this is it. On other gravity hills, the supernatural are not directly involved in its formation, but are thrown into the mix nonetheless. Perhaps to add flavour to the tale, but you know. So, for example, there is a gravity hill in Pennsylvania, just off Route 219 in Brandy Camp, Elk County, <laughs> which is supposedly haunted by the spirits of dead horses. Oh, <laughs> dead horses. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be better, son, wouldn't it? Yeah. So, another explanation, which is also perhaps the most plausible, attributes to the existence of gravity hills as an optical illusion. According to this explanation, the lay of the land and surrounding landscapes create an optical illusion, thus making us think that the downward slope of a hill is, in fact, one that goes upwards. So gravity hills continue to be a source of wonder, as the effects of the optical illusion can be quite convincing, even when one is aware of how they are formed. So, I mean, I think to myself, you know, it's like, I personally think it's easy to say it's an optical illusion. It's something that we can mm. just observe. But, you know, again, it needs studying. I, I know that if we went to a, a, 
we just need a spirit level, I suppose, yeah, yeah, sort of thing. But if it is a supernatural thing, do spirits mess with a spirit level? <laughs> oh, <laughs> we don't know. So I think this is something we need to look into a little bit more. Because you look at it, in that, you know, with all the activities, like the Earth's making rocks in it, you know yeah. what I mean? It's making rocks. But, you know, let's say it's making iron, it's making everything still. You know, is it just one of them places, like somewhat real, like one in a million chance or a billion chance, and there's a load of metal being pushed up on top of a hill and it's just making its own. You know, it could be We don't know. We have dug into these hills. We don't know what they've done. more. We need to get Blue Peter back on the We case. need to get Blue Peter on the <laughs> case. Or just do it ourselves. Yeah. Like a spade, a spirit level. <laughs> yeah, well, I think we need we need to investigate a gravity hill because you know it could be an untapped source of energy and power. That's it. Well, I think that's all we need it. to do now. We need we need to look into a gravity hill and see what's going on. story here shows that rocks, we don't know what's going on with rocks. Mm. You know, the weird thing is with them, so there's a Michigan man discovers strange glowing rocks in the upper peninsula. Well, his own underpants. In his, in his <laughs> underpants. This is, for, this is for, from Trevor Nace for Forbes magazine. So a Michigan man has made the discovery of a lifetime when he stumbled on glowing rocks on the beaches of Lake Superior. Oh, now, wow. early doors, I'm going to show you a picture of this, because I thought yeah, this picture yeah. really got me Oh my oh. god. What's that movie when there's three it's like she she bring bring them back to me. Bring you know Oh it's like it's like Raiders of the Lost. It's, 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 it's a temple of doom. Yeah man. So, it looks exactly like one so of them the, puppies. So what I'm showing and what I'm showing Benny now, right? Is there's a rock on a beach, and it looks like the magical rocks used in Raiders of the Lost Ark. It is just ex- fucking exactly like one yeah. of them. Rocks. Oh, not Raiders of the Lost. Uh, what's it? Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And what it is, it's like a large Jesus. glowing orange uh, rock, mottled rock, nestled nestled among the grey rocks. But you can see the light; it's kicking out. Oh man, man. it's one of them things. You look at it and think. You wouldn't pick it up because you think that is red hot. That yeah. is going to fucking burn my hand off if yeah. I went near it. So he stumbled along these glowing rocks on the beaches of Lake Superior. The rocks, which he named Eupolites, nice. <laughs> emit an eerie glow, appearing to be partially molten rock. Rintamaki, a gem and mineral dealer, made this discovery after hunting for rocks in Michigan's Upper Peninsula, bringing them... Uh, bringing with him a black light so he's using like a UV light to pick him out so I think on a dark beach he uses it and they really pop then you can really see them and the black light will help illuminate the glowing rocks which he says the litter Lake Superior Beach right and Rintamaki I don't know why he's got such an amazing name but uh, he named the rocks himself, right? And it's uh, the Eupolites in honour of the endearing nickname Eupa for people who live in Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Oh, a bit, a bit of an odd one, you know? So these things, it looks like they're made from, um, it's a, the determined the rocks are made from uh, a cyanite clasts containing fluorescent sodalite. Which wow. this when this breaks down, this, so these things are kind of breaking down. Yeah, kind of, the yeah. atoms are breaking down, and this sort of starts to sort of emit this sort of like glow somehow. The fluoresce, so the mineral sodalite will fluoresce under long wave ultraviolet illumination, creating the glowing yellow orange veins in eupolites. So there you go. It seems to be like there's a lot of like little chemicals in there, kicking out glowing rocks. 
And you wouldn't have thought you'd get glowing rocks, would you? Well, you fucking don't. He's <coughs> using one of them black lights, you know what I mean? He's, yeah. he's out there hunting for rocks. Where's his car parked? It turned out it's a dogging spot. He's just fucking oh, seagulled no. with semen and some like Oh, God. <laughs> just completely... Oh, they didn't what it might be. It could be. It's the wrong colour because it's all golden, isn't it, rather than that creepy I'm... kind of... <laughs> oh, God. I'm not going to buy one off him, though, though. <laughs> I've just been in this car park. <laughs> Round back <laughs> in Tesco's. <laughs> this tissue and this crisp packet is glowing. <laughs> Look at it. <laughs> Oh, and I thought these were magical. <laughs> they do look magical. Oh, they are straight out of fucking Benny. Temple of Doom. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. And they're just little jizz bombs all over this little bit. <laughs> He's just even making them. Look at them glow. <laughs> have you got any of these, uh, you polite? It's like, I have unlimited resources. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I'll, I'll just go make you one now. Because <laughs> we're all sleeping. I'm at ten. <laughs> Here you go. Now, 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 night. Now, night. Scoozy time. So it'll be up to you if you want to get a you polite or not. But um, you can, you can get, you can find this guy, this creepy guy, uh, Rintamarki, and uh, buy right names to uh, You can buy one off him. But you know, I mean, if you're gonna do it, wear gloves. <laughs> In space, we've been looking at rocks. We've, we've been, been all over the place. Yeah, what we need to do now, you see, we need to get bring things a little bit closer to home. That's nice. So we've got a woman here who has eleven orgasms a day. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, and she's anything can set her off, even speed bumps. <laughs> and this is by Sophie Foster from the Daily Mirror, right? So <laughs> the woman in question is Lorna Harrison, fifty-one, Ooh. and she says she's forced to stay at home because of her uh, condition. <laughs> she's not just beating it off. All over her <laughs> she's whisking herself off somewhere special every day. <laughs> whisking. <laughs> she's a pati- and it's known as persistent <laughs> genital arousal disorder, which can be extremely uncomfortable. So she's at home and she's just beating up about speed bumps and that. Way. <laughs> well, let's explore. Let's find out what she's up to. So having nearly a dozen orgasms a day it does sound like a dream. <laughs> but a 51-year-old woman with a rare medical condition says the reality is far less pleasurable. Lorna Harrison can become aroused even while cleaning or food shopping. With driving over a speed bump, one of the things that really sets her off. (laughs) Sexy speed bumps. Her condition, as I said, persistent genital arousal disorder, causes a painful throbbing, which can only be reduced by an orgasm. Painful. Or waiting for the the arousal to pass, but why would you? (laughs) Lorna told the Daily Star that even thinking about her boyfriend... Henry Snowden, forty-eight, <laughs> can trigger it. Ooh. So, does she, is she not touching herself? She's having an orgasm just by itself, or is she getting that painful throb and then I mean, uh, as you said, whisk one off? I think she's permanently fizzy in the tuppence. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a medical. Basically, <laughs> yeah, yeah, as the doctor would say. Yeah, yeah, she's permanently fizzy in the tuppence. <laughs> And so she doesn't need to touch it. I think it can go off on its own. <laughs> but I think uh, it sounds like to me that, you know, it, 
Oh, well, let's have a little look what she says. <clears throat> so, um, on one occasion, the feeling lasted for the entire day, meaning she could not leave the house and was able, barely able to move around. <laughs> Lingo in a love She said, It sounds a good condition to have, but it's uncomfortable, exhausting, and happens anywhere at any time. <laughs> the condition is extremely rare, but the women who suffer from it there have already been two recorded suicides. Oh, Jesus. Oh, that's a bit dark, isn't it? Maybe it wasn't a suicide. Maybe they were just having one and then they just like yeah. fell downstairs. Yeah, maybe so. She spoke about her experience with the speed bump. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, I felt a pounding and bulging sensation below. <laughs> it was lucky I didn't crash as I was losing control of my body. <laughs> when I got home, I handed over the lunch with my legs crossed. Ran out to the car and quickly drove home. She does meals on wheel service, so can you imagine that? My wife is out stately in the garden, I promise. There's, there's a woman having a trembling <laughs> orgasm, giving you sausage and mash. What's the sausage? <laughs> who, who was that outside love? Oh right, well Anna, she came with my dinner. She was dripping like a fuck fridge on the front stand. She choose meals on wheels. That's the thing that's really going to hit all the speed bumps. Look at England's now. He's, he's just, just fucking covered in speed bumps. That's terrible. I mean, he's, he's hard work. I mean, apparently they're giving her like epilepsy treatment, right, to try and sort stuff out. I personally think she's on meals on wheels like that on purpose. Yeah, yeah. I had to drive through that estate, and there was eighteen speed yeah. bumps. But it, it was bloody torture. <laughs> oh, I hate every oh. <laughs> So they gave this treatment, they said it helped, but however Lorna from South Yorkshire refused an ultrasound as she was worried it would cause her an orgasm. (laughs) She's having 18 a day. (laughs) Give it a whirl, (laughs) you know. (laughs) He wants one more. (laughs) (laughs) Some numbing jelly so we could put on it. She said, once in a supermarket, I had to grab the shelves for support. (laughs) People looked at me strangely. Another time, a friend mentioned my boyfriend, and I became began panicking. <laughs> I already started orgasm, so I ran inside a shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's much better than the yeah, street. Yeah, that works. Yeah, that's what you need to do. You know, you're, you're, you're <laughs> running in. You have a massive Ooh. orgasm. You jump into W. H. Smith. Jesus, Jesus Christ! Yeah. Well, I mean, would you bloody? Oh no. Lona said even speed bumps can set her off, like she says. Talking about a partner, she says, Henry found it funny at first, but now we can't kiss passionately as it sets me off. He counts down from three, then he says, There she blows! (laughs) (laughs) Stays over on a Wednesdays and Fridays and we have sex then. It's a relief. As the rest of the time, it's just torture. On one hand, I'm sick of the condition, but when an orgasm is amazing... I want to keep it. <laughs> She's just... What do you think of that? I don't know. It's odd, isn't it? The meals and wheels, you know, getting a job that you... She's obsessed with speed bumps, gets a job that's <laughs> fucking hitting speed bumps all day long. And the fella's only coming around on a Friday and yeah. Wednesdays and Saturdays. If he was around all the time, she'd be fine. Well, it's just the isn't it? Moving together. Just maybe have one in the morning, you know, a quick scuttle, and then she might be right for day, right? She's she? just visiting knickers, isn't she? She is. She's a mucky one. Mucky one. Mucky lass. There's nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing medical going on there, you know what I mean?
you imagine if the, the ne- our next story had the same problem? Ah. The next story, if she'd know, if she did. All right. So the next story is about a woman who married herself, uh, cheated on herself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? So this is for the Independent, right? And it's something called Mimi Launder, which is another great name. <laughs> I like it. So for many of us, our worst nightmare is our other half cheating. For Sophie Tanner, this issue becomes slightly more complex after she revealed she had cheated on herself. <laughs> she sounds like a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, would you boil that one down? Yeah. So before you begin to question how that's even possible, you need to cast yourself back to 2015 when Tanner married herself. Is it? You can't do that. You can't legally do that. You can, apparently. But, oh. you know, it may have been a fairy tale wedding, but Tanner admitted <laughs> on this morning with Phil and Holly that perhaps she herself didn't have the perfect relationship. <laughs> Tanner cheated on herself with Rory Barrett, a polyamorist who turned temporarily to monogamy while dating Sophie in a relationship that lasted five months. <laughs> it <was> five minutes. <laughs> what? <laughs> Eventually, Barrett dedicated himself to the same cause. In this case, himself, and he had a self-marriage ceremony. <laughs> oh, wow, wow, wow. We hope this mess won't end in divorce. That will be a nightmare for Tanner, as both members of the relationship have an identical relationship group, an identical friendship group. So, my head's absolutely blank. So, which let's, let's country come... is this? Where is this? Is it America? Some deep Mormon state of it, America? It don't say on here. But I just think these people are wankers of their history. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you they're know. Just fucking about. Now, okay, now fucking let, let's break this down. So let's start with the idea, right? You know, if a friend of yours turned around, obviously they're going to be attention seekers. Yeah, you know, they go, um, "I'm getting married." Yeah. They go, "Oh, you get married? That's really nice, Stephen. Um, who are you getting married to? <laughs> I'm getting married to me." Yeah. Go, Sorry, Stephen. Who are you getting married to? <laughs> I'm getting married to me. <laughs> Is anything wrong with that? What's wrong with that? What's wrong? With... Don't you judge me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. sorry, Stephen. Christ, you're marrying yourself. Well done. I don't think I can make it on that day. Can you imagine how embarrassing oh, the wedding would be? I just don't get it. Can you imagine what the parents look like? Yeah. Think they're just thinking, oh. And so this is like I said, this is Sophie Tanner. So Sophie Tanner's parents must be just cringing. Yeah, they're not going to turn up. No one is going to turn up to a wedding when you marry yourself. No, nobody is. It's just ridiculous. And then to get into a relationship with bloody Rory Barrett, who's a polyamorist, so which means he well has loads of relationships, I'd imagine, oh, there, right, stuff yeah, like yeah. that, right? And another attention seeker, I believe. It seems like he's getting a lot of attention because as a polyamorist, he's obviously getting lots of partners, <laughs> or so he says. He's turned to monogamy to date Sophie, and then he's married. Married himself himself. Oh, I honestly, I'm gone. I've lost it right in the that one. <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. But maybe that's what the other woman needs to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> Marry you know, herself. Yeah, well, if she's married to herself, she can bring herself a whole time. Yeah, she'd have to think of my thing. She'd think of herself. Yeah, but anyway, so um, apparently it wasn't Holly who was on there this morning. It was uh, it was Amanda Holden. So she's who tackled this sticky situation. <laughs> So, she says, you might argue, well, it says here, you might argue that self-marriage is pointless, giving everyone is forced to stick by themselves through thick and thin till death do them part. That's just what living is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like yeah, it's just life. Yeah. <laughs> but self-marriage, self-marriage goofs, <laughs> say the way, that, uh, way of life promotes self-love and celebration of being single outside of restrictive traditions and expectations. Speaking to Amanda Holden, Tanner said, 
Self-knowledge is about self-love. It's saying that self-compassion and self-care is as important as romantic relationships. Oh, sweet Jesus. Of course it is. You don't have to get mm. fucking married. Yeah, love yourself, because you can't love anybody if you don't love yourself. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're rejecting all other meaningful relationships in your life and becoming a nun forevermore or anything. It means you're rejecting bad relationships. Mm, if only there's more self-love in the world, we wouldn't need more ceremonies like this. <sighs> so basically, she's saying... She just wants to love herself. And that's fine. Yeah, absolutely fine. You don't need a bloody marriage yeah. ceremony. Oh, to go on TV oh, and she fuck wants about attention. and cheat. Yeah, exactly. Just shitty attention. No, she doesn't love herself, basically. So if you get, if you get invited to a wedding ceremony for somebody who's, who's marrying themselves, just tell them to go fuck themselves. Yeah, he's just don't go, don't encourage <laughs> yeah. him, don't and talk to him. That might be encouragement in itself, tell yeah. him to go fuck himself. So, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, get marry yourself. Good go luck, love. Yourself. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Have a great wedding night. <laughs> things are you need to you need to sort of like get in touch with that what's simple in life yeah, yeah. all this self-obsession big time, um yeah. coming all over your car all the time in your speed <laughs> bumpers you're delivering sausage and mash and all that thing um getting married to yourself it's all bollocks what yeah. you need to you need what's simpler it's like you today there's no nice to just getting down on beaches that exactly i loved it today oh till it all kicked off but before that well, loved well it. i mean the dolphins were trying it on you know what i mean but yeah, they're always yeah. assholes but but well, you know. before that it was lovely you know what i mean just yeah. a simple lap of the waves having a little scurry around see if there's any crabs in that yeah oh that's what you know that's nice is that you know but i mean i've got a story here right of a west lothian woman right who's down West where? West Lothian. So it's Scottish. Yeah. Oh, right, Scottish yeah. up the Southern. Well, it's, it's down, it's south, you know. It's, well, know where we are. We're, we're up there. So it's up to the north. It's up right, to the north yeah, from yeah. where we are at the moment because we're, we're in Yorkshire. So north of us is Scotland. This is for our um, our sort of like a... Internationals. Oh, internationals. <laughs> I like that. It used to be a good magazine. Let's <laughs> 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 not go there. Yep. So this is by the Scotsman Reporter, right? I, I, it's just a by a Scotsman Reporter. So it's for that, that particular newspaper. So Carla Barr, 34, was on a beach in Fife, which is really well known for its beautiful beaches, right? And she discovered a white bottle with stars on it. All right. Right. And after she allowed her children, Jessica, 12, and Frasier, 10, to open the bottle, they were horrified (laughs) to discover there was not a treasure map or ancient letter as they expected. But instead, an advert for an escort agency with an X-rated image. (laughs) Was it from Sting? (laughs) She explained, When we were about to leave, my daughter said, Look, Mummy, that bottle, someone had drew on it. Maybe it's a message in a bottle. I said, I doubt it, but let's look. Carla took pictures of the children as they opened the bottle. She said, my son and daughter opened it together and said, it's a message in a bottle, mammy. (laughs) It looked like someone had put a lot of effort into it. (laughs) The letter was rolled up in a plastic wallet and then stuck into a decorated bottle. (laughs) We took a photo holding the contents. And then started to open it excitedly. <laughs> Some crappy little fucker out there with it. Carla said she was surprised, confused, 
shocked and amused. What they found? It was an advert for an escort service called the North Viking Sea Freelance Escort Babe Agency. Oh. With an explicit picture of a woman. <laughs> Some pubic hair had also been attached. <laughs> oh, Viking. Carla said, it looked like a newspaper. On it, someone had stenciled the writing with pen describing the North Viking Sea Freelance Escort Babe Agency <laughs> and their beautiful babe, Sophie. <laughs> We then decided it was best to roll it back up and leave it for someone else to find. <laughs> some other children to find. Well done. <laughs> she added, the questions came, then came about who would have done that? What was it about? And why was there hair on it? <laughs> so I swiftly changed the subject. <laughs> and she left it with, Someone obviously had too much time on their hands. I think it's someone having a laugh. Having a laugh? I don't think it was. These are proper advertisement methods. I think so. I mean, if you look at the hipsters now, yeah. they've moved away from the mobile phones and yeah, things like this. Yeah. I think it's a genuine advert. I think, I think the sexy Sophie. She's up there lonely and frustrated on some Scottish island. Maybe, like you say, the sexy Sophie's like the beach kind of the Vikings. Maybe you're getting some like, carrier pigeon, you know? Yeah, like, it. some There's some shit pimp out there. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to a fortune, girl. <laughs> we know. <laughs> oh no, Cameron! It's been eight months since we put the bottle in the sea. We had a near a single customer. <laughs> and where's your pubes gone? <laughs> <laughs> He's taking his own. It's not sexy. Can you imagine that? Oh, I love that people do stuff like that. Oh, the, yeah, it's, it's a random. It's definitely <laughs> random. I like the fact they opened it with expectation and they were horrified yeah. and amused. I love was getting it. pictures all along. I imagine the picture rundown. It was just so happy then just... There were no really... pictures with it. I, know, I want to see them now. I want, I want to see the advert really bad. I do love the well. name of it, though. Yeah, exciting, wasn't it? <laughs> Viking Scott. <laughs> Viking Sea. Where's Viking Sea? I want to know what that is. Google this up. <laughs> Maybe on that road trip to Scotland we It's all going on in Scotland, you see. Yeah. Ah, it's going on. And now he sees it's getting a bit late in the day for us now. Mm. You see, it's getting a bit sort of like. I think it's almost time for us to sort of like make sure the lights are already okay, yeah, exactly. you know, and it's yeah. and everything's good. But you know, I think a bit another, of business, a bit of business. But I think mm. a little Scottish story finishes off with right, and it's this is what happened here. It's this is from the Metro, right? It's from Fair Brown, mm. a missing dog lured out of the Scottish Highlands. With a smell of sausages. Aww, oh, beautiful. <clears throat> yeah. Nell the Border Collie was saved after she, she was lured to safety by the smell of sausages. Mountain rescuers cooked sausages and bacon huh? to lure back a frightened dog who went missing in one of the most remote parts of the UK. Border Collie Nell ran off on Sunday during a search for her owner. Oh, no. 
suddenly the the, the the collie was there looking for her Aww. own owner, right? <laughs> and he's and it's an, another fellow ultra marathon runner after they got into difficulty in Fisherfield Forest, an area of the Scottish Highlands dubbed. The Great Wilderness. Ooh, oh no! So Nell, the border collie, got lost in the Great Wilderness <laughs> while searching for her own owner. <laughs> is he all right? Then? Oh, this is heartbreaking. Nell was alarmed by the sound of the Coast Guard helicopters and hid in a quiet spot oh. miles away from the roadside. <laughs> so two members of the local mountain rescue team, right, went back to the scene of her disappearance on the Monday, right, in their own time. On their own ticket, right? <laughs> and cooked up a plan to find oh. the dog. So they set up a disposable barbecue, which enticed Nell out of a hiding oh. place and into safety. Is that a beano in it? You know, like a dog would <laughs> fucking yeah. out for a sausage. Right? <laughs> Jack Black and his dog, you know, yeah. yeah. A, spokes, a spokesman for Dundonald MRT. I won't do the accent for this one. Yeah, yeah. So they fired up the barbecue and soon had sausages and bacon sizzling. <laughs> the desired effect was soon achieved. A confused and anxious border collie appeared on the horizon oh. on a rocky hillside. <laughs> Sausages? <laughs> <laughs> Having been lured closer by the smell of food, a nervous Nell was eventually secured. And after a picnic lunch, oh, imagine she and the rest cute of the that lunch. Oh, imagine, <laughs> imagine timidly going and oh, all sausage, bacon, nom nom nom. It's a bit hot. It's sausage. Oh, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> the spokesman said Nell appeared to have been unharmed by her ordeal. She was swiftly reunited with her owner, who was okay oh, too, cool. right? Yeah. And they were found a day earlier, and two. Ultramarathon runners had been reported overdue from a run on the Sunday night and they were discovered in the forest on Sunday with mild hypothermia. Shit. So all all's well, well that ends well there. Yeah, not massively. It's tempted out what, by sausages. And bacon. Is it the maple kind? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think to be honest, like a little fry up like that could take me out of any good like, Yeah, it would, wouldn't it? It really would get you moving. You're cold and hungry in a forest. Oh, it'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Wait, uh, like, it's like the beast kids in it when you get it on oh, the air. Sniff of sausages cooking. Oh, it'd be fantastic. Oh, I wouldn't be able to resist oh, that. I'm starving now. Do you know what? Well, I mean, you've been, you've been working out there. About, no way, yeah. I think I've got a pack of sausages. You're joking. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, just came across with Peter, the uh, the, 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 the robot. Oh, guy, yeah, robot Pete, yeah, yeah. Robot Pete. Yeah, robot Pete. Yeah, robot Pete. Yeah. Yeah. Not robot Pete. Robot <laughs> Pete. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't roll yeah. like a robot. He brought, he brought some fresh old. sausages across for us while you're out and about. <laughs> oh, bless his cotton. Yeah, yeah, got yeah, a bit of that. pan. So I'll make a brew, I'll make some sausages. But I'll say for the next edition of the... The, uh, of Crack and Cove, uh-huh. I'm gonna give you a little treat. Oh, yeah, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a bit of a deep dive story. Oh, I like that. So no news, you know, like oh, one big no, story. no news, just just one big story, and it might even run into a two part. Oh, I like it. What do you think? That's special. Let's do it. Let's do it now. Oh, great sausages and two well, parts. I'll have a think about what I'm doing while I'm cooking the sausages now and the tea and stuff. Yeah. You know? So, but from then, I think it's time for us to say goodbye to you guys. Yeah, again, right. So, so it's a big goodbye from me. Right, it's a big Benny goodbye from. me me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just starving with my sausages. <laughs> Take care, guys. See you later. Bye. <laughs> See ya. There are three ways you may contact Kraken Cove. Either by email at Podcast at gmail.com on Twitter at Kraken Cove or Instagram at Kraken Cove 
Ha ha ha!